0: Hello, family, and welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I am joined by Yannicka, and Yannicka is a, is a podcast host. She has a platform, Wisdom from the North, from North, and um, they have online courses, and she's very immersed in the spiritual community and... Uh, Her YouTube is amazing and all of her links will be below in the liner notes of this. And we had an opportunity to have a conversation recently and to repay the energy. I invited her on the IONS podcast because, you know, another opportunity to share more wisdom, fill in puzzle pieces. And so I'm really excited that you're here today and I'm going to give you an opportunity to share your story. Thanks so much for your service to the community.
1: Thank you so much for that lovely introduction and for letting me be a guest on your uh, show. Wonderful work you are doing. Uh Yes, my name is Janneke. I'm Norwegian and I used to be a musical theater artist in Norway. Before we had YouTube, before we had social media and all that, I was doing uh the part of Little Cosette in Les and after that, I just got role after role after role. I played Annie. I played Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Risto in Greece. And I was sort of this child star in Norway. And I thought that was going to be my my life. Uh, I had built all my life since I was seven years old on that dream to become something big, to become a Broadway star or a West End star. And then what? happened was that when I was 21 years old, I lost my voice. I got nodules on my voice and I started to become hoarser and hoarser. And I went to the speech therapist and the speech doctor and they said, you have nodules on your voice and you cannot sing for a long, long time. You cannot even speak. And this turned my life around because imagine that from you are seven years old, you have just one single goal. And that is to be a musical theater artist And I thought also, I was a Christian then, that that was God's gift to me and that I was born with a singing gift. And when that happened, it was like everything I believed in and identified with was just crushed in that hour when I got that message. So everything just fell apart around me. Like my boyfriend left me, I lost my job, I didn't have enough money. I developed anxiety to just use my voice, just to speak in general, because I was just so afraid of losing it. And it's pretty hard to walk around the society not speaking, right? And then I also fell into a depression. And it's a strange place to be in because it's like life just loses all its color. It's just gray. Everything is gray. My apartment was a mess because who cared if I cleaned up? Nobody cared because my life didn't have any value. That's how I looked at myself, that I had been punished by God because I had a voice and then He took it away from me. And nobody in the business you know, wanted me anymore because I couldn't sing. My boyfriend had left me, so I felt like I was nothing. And it was really the dark ages for me. But in that, there was an awakening. I just didn't know it at that time. And it was a very slow awakening because I didn't have YouTube like we have now where we can Google and find answers and see other people who've had mystical experiences and that there's some deeper, meaningful life. I didn't have that. And the Christian uh, belief sort of didn't help me uh, in that situation. But what happened was that I started actually to go out in nature. And I believe nature can be very healing because I didn't have anything to do. I was on a sick leave and couldn't talk. So just sitting on a bench every day. And I think by doing that, it was like nature helped me because I realized that in nature, I wasn't applauded or I wasn't judged. Like all the applause and the attention I got when I was a young kid, that was thrilling, but that was just on the outside. And I felt when I was in nature, I could just be. And I started actually to follow a little like um, feeling of uh, joy when I started thinking about the deeper meaning of life, the large questions. So I started to study to uh, become or not to become something, but I started to study metaphysics and I started to watch Oprah Winfrey. And I remember she was saying into the screen like you have an inner power inside of you and it started to dawn on me that maybe there is something inside of me maybe there is something more maybe I'm made of something more and maybe I have a deeper purpose and it took me a long time before That became my truth, because here, that was just the beginning. And here I started to realize that, oh, I need to love myself. There is something or a concept called self-love, and I don't have that. Because all my life, I had gotten attention uh, about everything I was good at on the outside, And I tried to prove my worth all the time with my singing voice, how cute I was. And looking back, like being a child star, it's not really a healthy way to be brought up because you sort of don't get a healthy, normal uh, upbringing. So I started to figure this, this out and I started really becoming interested in the big questions. And slowly but surely, I... Uh, managed to get out of the depression by pursuing more of what I loved like diving deep into these deeper questions and I all of a sudden I got a new role in the soap opera uh, in Norway because at that time I had sort of raised my frequency and started loving myself more after all these years And I got that role and I was walking down a red carpet. And I remember asking myself, am I more valuable now while I'm working walking down this red carpet than if I pull that carpet away? Does that mean I'm not valuable? And it became so silly to me that we hold on to these status uh, things and we hold on to all these things that are going to prove our worth. So I started to really realize that I am born valuable and that's the truth of everybody else. So that was change of perspectives that have really changed my life. I started from seeing everything like this, I shifted it to see it like that. But it wasn't only only that, it was also spiritual experiences that I started having that really gave me the proof that there is something more. Because this Christian God, you know, we're born sinful and all that didn't really resonate. And when I started to study metaphysics, I started to find truths that really resonated. But still I was thinking that, well, this is just a belief, you know, what if that's not true? Because I believed really in Christianity and I don't know if that resonates and what if this also turns, turns out not to be true? So what I started to do is that I took a course called astral travel, I think, and lucid dreaming. And in that course, this was way back when in 2006, they taught us how to project out of our bodies and to wake up in a dream at night. And I thought, if I can do that. Then I have proof that I exist outside my body. And to me, that was a proof that there is something more than this physical, tangible world and life. So I started to do that and I was like, I don't know if this is possible, but I'm going to do the techniques and I'm going to go full in. And I did. And I remember it was like five weeks into the course, I was laying in my bed And I was focusing on a mantra again and again and again. And this was really hard work because you had to do this three times a day and an hour each time. And at that time, I had lost my voice again, so I had time to to be alone. So I was lying there and I was focusing on this mantra and focusing my mind solely on this mantra. And all of a sudden, my whole body starts to vibrate It vibrates like crazy, like a feeling that I've never experienced before. It was like one part of me was very heavy and a part of me was very light. And the good thing was that I had learned in the course that this might happen. And this is called the vibrational state. So this was very good because then I didn't become super scared because obviously when you're experiencing something you've never experienced before, nobody has talked about it. You're like, what the frick is happening to me? You know, but I knew this could happen. And then I was taught that, okay, this means that you're separating from your body. (laughs) So I was in this vibrational state and I was like, oh my goodness, it is happening So what I did, and this was one of the techniques, I was rolling over to the other side, and what I actually was doing was that a part of me, a spirit body or the astral body, I don't really know what it is, and we call it different things, but it was sort of another part of me where my consciousness was that was rolling out of my physical body. And I was all of a sudden finding myself standing next to my body. And you can just imagine, I'm thinking, oh my freaking goodness, this is real. But at the same time, I had to be really calm because I had learned in the course that if you get excited or afraid or have an enhanced feeling, you will snap back into your body. So I just try to focus and concentrate and be really cool about it. And then I started to walk through my wall and into the living room because I knew that I could walk through walls because now I was in another body. And the reason I also knew this was that before I had, this was my first astral projection, which means that you're consciously moving out of your body. I had had many lucid dreams and lucid dreaming is a bit different because that is to wake up in a dream but you're still out of your body. So I had trained myself to be able to wake up in a dream and to move around in the dream landscape, being conscious. Like a lucid dream is like, we can be dreaming right now. And then you see a pink elephant and nobody questions that there's a pink elephant because it's a dream, right? We just accept everything we see. But when you're conscious in a dream, you're like, oh, there's a pink elephant here. I must be dreaming. And then you become conscious like you're conscious right now. And then you can move through walls. You can fly around. You can do almost anything. You can almost get answers to anything. And the reasons I say almost is because we never know. You know, there's always more. (laughs) However, so I was out of my body and I started to fly out the window and I started to move down the street, looked at people, and I knew that they were sort of in in another reality, right? And I was just shocked that this was possible. And then I was thinking that, Okay, maybe God is in the sky because I still had that Christian beliefs, I think, in my subconscious. and somehow, like my my child mind was like, maybe God is in the sky. <laughs> so I I was thinking, let me go up in the sky <laughs> to find God. So I flew up in the sky and I didn't find God, but what I found uh, was this cluster of telephones. What like white old telephones and they were uh, ringing. So they were hanging there in the middle of the air and they were ringing. And what I sort of interpreted and heard or knew, I don't know, at the same time, was that these were prayers from people from all over the world. And it was like, I, I didn't see a hand pick them up but I sort of got the feeling that these, all these telephones were picked up by something. All these uh, callings were heard. That was the, so, sort of the message that came across. So I saw the picture and I sort of got a knowing that all these prayers are heard. Nothing is in vain. No prayer ever is not being noticed. And... At the time, I didn't understand. And at the time, I was sort of disappointed. I didn't understand the symbol. Uh, I was disappointed that I didn't meet God, but excited that I was out of my body. But sort of quickly after that, I woke up in my body again. But when I reflected upon the experience later on, I don't remember how long it was because this was ages ago, but I realized that this was actually... An answer to one of my prayers. Because during crisis around the world, I have been often thinking that, you know, these children in Africa or these people in that war or whatever horror is going on, they need God right now. So God can't be with me because God can't be all all places. And my prayers are not as important as those who are living these horrible lives. And the answer I feel that I got is that every call, every prayer is picked up. And that has been really healing to me because that God or the universe had noticed that prayer or that thought in me and answered it in such a symbolic and sort of funny way uh, and peculiar way was really uh, a testament to that we're all also seen by God. So after that, I had several out-of-body experiences and lucid dreams. And I've had also some mystical experiences where I have been meditating on my heart and shooting out of my body, experiencing unconditional love for myself, unconditional love for every single being. I can go more in detail if you want of that experience. But uh, the result of this has been that I know now, like I know that I am more than this body. I know I will continue living. At the same time, I know that there is so much more that I don't know. And to me, it's not so important to get the proof anymore. I love interviewing people. I love making course about this because I would love to raise the awareness that we won't die that there is life after death and there's magic after death. And this is just a tiny, tiny bit of our whole existence. So I think that was to share in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> that was so beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. And some some things came up for me while you were sharing about this. Number one, what was the mantra that you were chanting or, or speaking when when you had the out-of-body experience?
1: Yeah, the the first thing is that I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share it. Uh, (laughs) Um, I do remember one of the mantras, but I'm not sure if that was that mantra that I did. But it had something to do with the pyramids and Egyptian mantras, I remember. But it might have been a mantra for a slight different experience. So I don't want to share it right now because this is really holy things. And it's not something you should play with. And I'm not an astral project teacher. So I would advise go to a person like Jade Shaw that I've interviewed if you want to learn real astral projection and Charlie Morley if you want to learn real lucid dreaming. Those
0: are splendid teachers. Awesome. Thank you for those resources. Yeah. I think that the whole aspect of um, that this outer body experience is so profound. And I'm curious a little bit Um, if maybe you'll go into, let me see what else I wrote down. I can never read my own handwriting. Um, So can you go into a little bit about like, more of like what it felt like because when you're describing it to me I'm imagining and this is just because this is my own perception but I'm imagining like going through the architecture of a video game like oh okay yeah I can go down to this part of the video game and I can travel over to this part that I've never seen before and you know the idea that you went straight up and you could still kind of perceive symbols and and get answers and uh, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe you could share a little bit about the feeling.
1: Oh yeah. So I've had several experiences and sometimes they go a bit into each other. I don't remember what came first and what came after, but I really remember that first experience because it was so huge. But yeah, the feeling is that I can go anywhere. This, oh my God, first, a lot of, oh my gods, you know, is this possible? But yeah, I, I can identify with this, feeling it like a game, that everything is possible and that all these different creatures are showing up that I've never seen before, like beings that I've never seen before, but also seeing humans. And I don't really know how this works, but it seemed like I was tapping into several worlds at the same time. So people walking down the street, sort of being sleeping, uh, seemed like they maybe we're in this world and that I saw them at the same time, but that I also saw and was in this other dimension. And I don't know, it was, it's interesting how I just accepted it. Once I moved into that world, it was like, all right, so this is possible when I came over the shock that it was possible. And then was like, oh my goodness, let's explore this. But what did surprise me was that it felt so much more real like it felt so more, even more tangible. Like when I was touching things, I felt that this is more solid than I've felt in the real life. And how is that possible? Like the smells were stronger. Uh, the colors were sharper. Everything just seemed more alive and more beautiful and, uh, At the same time, I also have had some dark experiences. So that seemed very frightening. Uh, So it was just like everything was intensified in a way. So I would feel a lot of emotions and I knew I had to control that because if I got too emotional, I would snap back in my body. Or if I was in a lucid dream, I would start dreaming again. So it was really like this uh, exercise also in being totally calm, like sort of a monk, just, okay, now this happened. Okay, he just uh, tried to shoot me. Okay, fine, I'll just move over here. Uh, Oh, that's strange. There's a clown. Let's move over here, you know? So it's a really strange thing. And it is sort of like a video game that you have to learn and practice. And I was a newbie. I've always been a newbie in this. I've never gone back to do this so much because A, I've lost a lot of sleep because I've been exercising this. And two, uh, it's, it's hard work. Like it takes away my focus in this life, I felt. And to me, I felt I had gotten the answers I needed and I did need to sort of explore the, these astral realms. The other thing I will mention, and I'm completely honest about that, To me, I interpret it like, okay, I'm not evolved enough to be able to go straight up in the highest dimensions. It seemed like I'm sort of in the middle dimensions here. Sometimes there are beautiful experiences, but a lot of the times there are darker experiences. And I thought that was a bit tiresome meeting these clowns, meeting weird creatures. So I felt maybe I'm not supposed to do this. and maybe this is not, you know, my purpose in life because I got my answer. That's enough for me. And now I love to interview and hear other people's experiences that are completely different than mine.
0: Wow. I love that reflection so much because it really is about being here. You know, like how how do we find the willingness to be here on earth when we know that there's so much more going on. And I I love that reflection that you got your answers. And, and a lot of what you're saying also is like, you know, really advanced. I mean, that, that's the way that I'm feeling it. You know, like the your willingness to surrender to a moment, you know, like to surrender to the experience. That's a lot. Um, because you know, like everything in your human mind is telling you like, oh my God, this is too weird. We like snap back, snap back, but you still just like that spiritual surrender and you allowed yourself to go into this space. And so I'm, and, and also the, the observe, you know, just being the observer, like, okay, that's happening. Let me move here and this and that, and that is all, you know, like such spiritually advanced stuff. And I'm wondering, um, you know, like your your spiritual growth you know what are some of like the key points that you say that you've taken from the information that you've received here and then further on the journey now that you've created conscious space and that you're providing workshops and knowledge for other people what are some of your like key like these are my spiritual gifts these are my my spiritual knowledge
1: Yeah, I've actually simplified things a lot because my goal was to become enlightened like 15 years ago. That is not my goal anymore. Uh, And I think the path to that can be to exercise or or train your ability to focus, to concentrate and to observe. Uh, And I was sort of good at that at that time. Like I was really observing my everyday life in this reality and i was observing my emotions i was noticing my ego i was really like constantly training doing mindfulness uh and that's a beautiful spiritual practice and i think you can open your consciousness a lot with that but then my my sort of spiritual practice changed because my work changed and i started to have a lot to do with interviews and creating courses and i was not on the sick leave anymore and sort of Life took me and I think I made a decision that that is okay. You know, it's not that important that I become this guru or that I have all these connections here and there. Like, I think I have the possibility to do that and uh, channel and all that, but it's just feels like that's not my focus because then I have to tune into that. And then maybe I won't have enough focus on what I'm actually creating. So, to me today, it's more practical spirituality. It is to notice when I get triggered. What is it in me that gets triggered when you say this or that? And then look at my shadows, doing the child work. I do intention setting every day and for work, for an interview, for this course. I practice self-love a lot. That's a big thing to actually accept that I'm not meditating three hours a day anymore, to accept my limitations. Self-love is huge to me. And also to follow my purpose and to teach others how to follow their purpose, I think is so important. I do still uh, work on observation, but more in the sense of, of observing life signals to me. Like what is life showing me? What is showing up? What opportunities is coming? So to be aware of the opportunities, uh, beware of where does life want me to go? Like living more in the surrendering, more than controlling. Uh, Magical things have started to happen in my life when I let go or control a lot. And for instance, I've been running a YouTube channel for 11 years, and all of a sudden, I just stopped doing videos there and it plateaued. And then in March, I was watching Alex Ferrari on YouTube, and something happened in my body. I was like, oh, I want to do interviews again. And I could have easily just, oh, that was just, you know, uh, a feeling. But then I've trained myself to trust when I get those, oh, then I know this is coming from a higher self or a deeper self. And now I'm fully back on YouTube. And obviously my spirit wants me there to do some more work. I thought it was done on YouTube. So that is something that has come along with everything I've been doing, like following those intuitive hits. So there's obviously many more things I could mention, but that's sort of the most important thing for me now.
0: Yeah, I really love that so much because because what I'm hearing you say is that Uh, your purpose can change and that can be okay. Like from, you know, moment to moment and following your intuition, what are some of the tools that you use, I mean, or have used to kind of develop this relationship with your intuition? I feel like a lot of people um, don't know if it's an intuitive voice or if it's an egoic voice and how do you discern between the two? Yeah, it's a great
1: question because I've asked that uh, guest I have on the show also. And what I've come to and what they say, um, most of them or all of them basically, is that you you feel if it's a loving voice, if it's a supporting voice. And sometimes, you know, when, when I ask a question and I get immediately a negative answer, I know it's the saboteur in me that is... the the old part that does not want to believe in this and that is talking me down and saying, of course this won't work, ha ha, that is still there. It's interesting that that ego voice is still there. And I don't think we can stop our thoughts, but I think we can observe them, but not identify with them. So then I realized, okay, that's my ego again. What is the deeper truth? What is the deeper truth? And what intuition for me is the strongest in my body actually. I feel it in my body. Like this other person was explaining something that happened the other day and it was like, is this right? Is this wrong? Should I do this? And I got this immediate (laughs) feeling in my upper chest and it hurts so much. Like I I get it so uh, strongly that this was wrong. No, stand your ground. This is not okay that you're treated like this. They cannot demand this of you. They're overstepping your boundaries. Like I felt it so much in my body. I also felt when I've been in a relationship that has been wrong. When um, uh, you come into a room and you don't feel okay with the people there, like you don't feel that they're speaking the truth. I feel it in my body. And while I'm, if I'm relaxed in my body, I feel good. Like I feel this openness. So intuition is talking a lot through my body. And that has been a new thing for me because I thought, you know, it's in my head, like a voice or a knowing, but now I'm just tuning into my body more because I feel it's a quicker way and it's sort of uh, a way that I can trust more. I can trust it because my body knows if I'm lying to myself, my body also knows if other people are lying or if they're not good for me. It's the first one to respond or react. So I I think that's the the tip I want to give because often we say, you know, we can hear things, we can see things, but maybe we haven't developed those skills and I think we can all relate to our bodies. So start to pay attention to those subtleties in your bodies. Where are you contracting in the moment when you're having a conversation with a person, when you are standing between a choice? What does your body say? You know, when I lean onto this or that, what does my body do? That's a great indicator. You can start there, I think.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. Ah, oh, Yeah, thank you so much for your time today and um, everything that you've shared. And really like my big takeaway from this is that, there's so many different phases of our lives that can bring us into a place for spiritual surrender. You know, like you didn't have to die to start to come onto the path and and find information. I mean, a version of you did a situation happened in your life. And, and, you know, it can be just that simple. You know, like I hear a lot of people, they're like, well, do I have to die to have like a spiritual experience to be a spiritual person? Like, no, absolutely not. You definitely, most people have to let go of a version of themselves like a version of themselves that's meant to die and be reborn into something else. And I'm so grateful for your willingness to step onto the path to provide information for other people, to provide, to be a teacher and um, and everything that all the conscious space that you're creating. Thank you so, so much for your service to the collective. And thank you for your service to our community here at IONS today. And I just want to ask you if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about our time together.
1: Well, I'm all about following your purpose. And if you don't know your purpose, it's okay. It will unfold. Just set the intention uh, to the universe or pray or whatever you feel comfortable with. Please, uh, guide me along the way. I know I'm here for a deeper reason. Show me and believe and, and really believe that you have a deeper purpose because often we feel like our life are not valuable. But I'm thinking my perspective is that if you had not been here, the whole world would have looked Totally different. So your part is crucial for the whole. It's crucial. We are beyond valuable. So just know that and know that you have a deeper purpose. And if you don't are quite sure about it, it will unfold. Just trust the path, take one step at a time. And it's such a cliche, but it is for a reason. Follow your heart because the heart knows. Uh, the path, the ego does not, because the ego is just seeing backwards and what has not worked from before. And the ego tries to protect you. And the heart is all about joy. So a simple way to follow your purpose, follow your joy. What opens your body up? When are you expanding your body and your whole system? Then you're on the right path. If you're contracting, you're not on the, uh, like it can be roundabouts. And we also learn from that. But if you want the short route to your purpose, follow your
0: joy. That is so beautiful. Thank you again for coming on and sharing and being so vulnerable and authentic. And thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, baby. Bye.